Hello, welcome to the Sunrise Podcast. My name is Diana Yoder. As a certified life and health coach and the owner of Horizon Coaching, I desire to help you discover the clarity, energy, and freedom you need to embrace who you were designed to be and the life and calling you were meant to live. I'm so glad you're here with me today. This is technically a part two from last week's episode. We started a conversation about forgiveness last episode, and I'm going to do a little bit of a review here of what we talked about, but guys, if you have not listened to last week's episode, I believe it is a prerequisite for this one. Um, And I'll explain why in a moment, but I'm not going to go into detail about the process of forgiveness here. And I think that's really, really important to understand before you can step into today's topic, which is about reconciliation. It's about once someone is forgiven, what do we do then? If you missed the episode from two weeks ago, the last episode I recorded, I would encourage you to go back and listen. Either way, here's a quick review of what we talked about last time. Forgiveness is defined as letting go or releasing what you're holding against someone, a wrong that they did. Another way to say this is it's letting go or releasing a debt someone owes you. So the process of forgiveness is about your own emotional healing and wholeness, not about the other person. By choosing to go through the process of forgiveness, whether or not the other person acknowledges how they wronged you, shows remorse, apologizes, or experiences consequences for what they did, you are choosing to let go of any control the other person and that experience and pain had over you. Forgiveness is about releasing what has happened in the past and the consequences. However, there's a common follow-up question that comes while or after someone is forgiving someone. There's a process for that. Listen to the other episode if you want that. The question is, what now? (laughs) What do you do with the relationship afterwards? Do you have to go back into relationship with them and pursue a relationship with them again? That's a great question. And that's what today's all about. So once again, as a reminder, a lot of what I'm talking about here comes from a book, which compiles everything we learned from one of my professors in grad school named Dr. Larry Wagner. He's wonderful. I put a link of that book in the show notes, which are in the description um, below this episode, in case you're interested in seeing what I, what I'm reading and what he actually taught us live in person when I was in grad school. This is so powerful. He defines reconciliation as preparing to re-engage this relationship with a fresh start. It's pursuing relationship with the person you've forgiven from a new place of healing and wholeness. If forgiveness is about releasing the past, reconciliation is about pursuing a healthier relationship into the future with a clean slate. This is why forgiveness is a prerequisite for this. Like, if you haven't forgiven them, it's going to be hard to have a fresh start. So while forgiveness is about personal healing and wholeness and does not depend at all on the person who wronged you, reconciliation is about rebuilding trust and very much is conditional on the other person's decisions and actions here. It's important to note forgiveness and reconciliation are two completely different processes and decisions. With that in mind, here are two important points I want to emphasize. First, because forgiveness and reconciliation 
are two completely different decisions and processes. It is not required to trust someone in order to forgive them. While it is always wise and healing for you to forgive, God has left us with no excuse not to go through the forgiveness process when we've been wronged and hurt. It is not always wise to reconcile. Like I said, forgiveness is unconditional and does not depend in any way on the other person or whether or not they received what they they deserve for hurting someone. Reconciliation, however, is very much conditional. It requires the participation of both parties. Second point, and it's really important to emphasize this. I do not believe reconciliation is required for forgiveness, but I do believe forgiveness is a prerequisite for true reconciliation. Lack of forgiveness will be an obstacle to rebuilding trust and re-entering a relationship in a healthier way. Even if the offense was small or insignificant, or you realized you were offended and felt the need to forgive, even if it didn't do anything wrong. You have to deal with your emotions and the responses in you and heal first, or you will not genuinely have a clean slate. Now let's jump into the four steps to the reconciliation process per Dr. Wagner in his book, Help Me Help Others. Now, the first two steps provide the means to educate others about how to have a relationship with us. That's a quote from Dr. Wagner. They, quote, provide the means to educate others about how to have a relationship with us. We have the right to define that and communicate that to people. The last two steps of the four help us When we're in the process of reconciling and feelings or memories come up from the past that make it difficult. Okay, so let's start with number one, set boundaries for acceptable behavior. This is so important. (laughs) This is your chance, like we said, to define what it is or what it looks like to have a good, healthy relationship with us. It also gives the other person a chance to define what being in a healthy relationship looks like to them. This is where you acknowledge the wrongs done with the other person. And you have, this is kind of a baby step into rebuilding trust. It's seeing if you can get on the same page. And if there is a willingness from the other person to step into this process, there may not be. And in that case, you may need to be thinking about, is this person trustworthy? Are they safe to step back into relationship with in a healthy way? We also have to embrace humility here. We have to recognize there may be things we need to adjust as well. And to negotiate with each other what this looks like moving forward. So this is where we decide, can we agree on what it looks like to be a health, in a healthy, loving relationship with each other? And is there a willingness from both parties to make the changes needed to make that happen? Then we go into step two. If that's a yes, if it's a no, if like you can't set back, like there's just no willingness there. There may need to be some distance where that's physical or physical is not possible, emotional. Number two, once you've set boundaries and you notice there is a willingness to get on the same page to see if we can treat each other better 
Then you go into step two. You take another step into rebuilding trust. You expect sincere efforts to change. Like I said, forgiveness is unconditional and independent of the offender. Reconciliation is very much conditional on both parties' willingness to respect boundaries and appropriate ways to engage with each other. You should expect to see them try. And you should be making sincere efforts as well where necessary or needed. But here's the key thing, and Dr. Wagner is very intentional about pointing this out in his book. By you expect sincere efforts to change, do not expect perfect change right away. This is a growing process. This takes truth and honesty, first step, and it takes grace. But you you can know the difference. And sometimes it's hard to tell. It's okay to like pray through it and get discerning. Take your time on this. Over a longer period of time, are you seeing sincere efforts to change and show affection and respect and a healthy way of relating with each other? Do you see sincere effort, even if it's not perfect? If you do, you are on the right track for rebuilding trust with this person. But you can do it, again, in community. Don't be alone in this, just you and them if you don't need to, especially if this is a really like intimate relationship or there's abuse in the past. Bring other people you do trust into this so they can be an eye on this as well. And you have safe places to go. So the first two steps, like I said, provide the means to educate others about how to have a relationship with us. They're the baby steps into taking action and rebuilding trust. And at any point, you can take a step back if you need to. Step one is setting boundaries for acceptable behavior toward each other. And step two is expecting sincere efforts to change. Then we go into the last two steps of reconciliation. And these two things help us when feelings or memories come up from the past that may interrupt the process when you're seeing sincere efforts and willingness. Step number three. As often as necessary, remember the past is forgiven. You are taking forward moving action in this relationship based on what you're seeing now, not what happened in the past. You are re-entering this relationship if you're truly trying to reconcile. You're re-entering, like I said, with a clean slate, not piling their past offenses against them and waiting to use them as weapons. This is the hard part. This is the inner work. As often as necessary, remember the past is forgiven. In his book, Dr. Weiner mentions a forgiveness marker. What he means by that is it's a memory or a memorial of some sort to remind you this is the moment they were forgiven. This is the moment their record was wiped clean. The debt was erased and deleted. And I released expectations. This is the moment. That doesn't mean you're not, like I said, defining how to treat you better. You don't enter into trust right away, but you are remembering you're making these decisions and actions based on what is happening moving forward, not what happened in the past. The past is forgiven. You got to forgive before you enter into reconciliation. And the fourth step, if you recognize the past is forgiven, you need that reminder. Maybe you need to process again and re-forgive a little bit. We do have to kind of re-go through that every now and then (laughs) because it's hard to let go. 
give it back to the Lord, give it back and put it back on his feet, kind of go back to, all right, am I taking steps forward? Am I actually seeing results here or your sincere effort? Yeah. Okay. Then I'm seeing, I need to let go of the past and, and focus on the present. At that point, you do step four, you renew your commitment or decision to move forward. Once again, we're combining emotional healing with willful commitment, decision-making. That is what reconciliation looks like. It's a slow, intentional process of stepping back into relationship, taking it slow, taking it easy, basing it on what's happening right in front of you in truth, with truth and grace, rather than what happened in the past, but being real about it. And remembering, this is not required, but if you desire reconnection, it takes commitment, it takes truth, it takes grace. You're basing it on the present, not the past. So to recap, reconciliation is defined as preparing to re-engage a relationship with a fresh start post-forgiveness. It's all about rebuilding trust after we've gone through the personal process of forgiving a genuine wrong done against us or a perceived wrong done against us. The four steps of reconciliation include setting boundaries for acceptable behavior, expecting sincere efforts to change, remembering the past is forgiven as often as necessary, and renewing your commitment to move forward as it is wise. So my question for you today is actually taken directly from Dr. Wagner's book. I'm doing a lot of quotes today because it's really powerful for me. But here's my question. If you are thinking of someone in your mind who you're like, should I enter back in a relationship? Should I rebuild trust with them? Here's a great question to ask, or if you ever want this in the future. What are some of the signs that you actually look for to determine if someone is safe? Physically, emotionally, spiritually, whatever, for a future relationship. Share those answers with me. You can email me at hello at horizoncoaching.com. DM me on Instagram at, at Horizon Coaching LLC. Did I send my email right? I'm going to do it again. Hello at Horizon Coaching LLC.com. That's my email. I feel like I said it wrong the first time. Horizon Coaching LLC is my Instagram handle. And even better, as a reminder, I'm on Instagram live twice a week, Mondays at 1.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. If you can make one or both those times, I'll be there for up to half an hour. Share directly with me what you're processing with this. Let me know if you want a more community-based way of doing it. Tell me how how this is resonating with you. What are some of those signs that you look for to determine if someone is trustworthy, is safe? Thank you so much for joining me for episode 21 of the Sunrise Podcast. I will see you in two weeks for the next episode.